Welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified special trainer. Our goal is to shine a light on what we believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. We love the work we do, and we are glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, we feature young gun Zane Smith. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles. Tonight, I'm joined by Jason Latimer and Rich Ortega, and we have a very special guest, Zane Smith, on. Zane is a young technician out of Evansville, Indiana, so another Hoosier, so I'm excited for that. But uh, Zane reached out about, you know, coming on the show and talking about his journey into the, the food service repair industry. So we're excited to have Zane on, and so what's going on, everybody? Yeah, oh, I forgot to ask before the show started, is Adrian streaming? I don't know. No, he was. He went last night and tomorrow night. So we okay. got to stay on Wednesdays. We can't get in there. No, that's cool. I just, I just had to make sure because I forgot to check and go, go live if you would go live and jack his audience. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So Zane, what's going on, man? Not a lot. I actually just got off work right before I joined the call to you guys. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it is, man. I just, I yep. got a twelve-hour day today and. I'm here, so. <laughs> yep. So, you want to give everybody a brief introduction? Uh, talk about you know your age, how you got started in the trade, you know how young you were when you got in, and what drew your attention to the trades and stuff like that. We'll just go through that real quick. Yeah. So, uh, I was, I'm 23 now. I'm about to be 23. Um, I was probably 16 years old whenever I started in this trade. I was actually working out of a restaurant doing in-house like small maintenance jobs working on the fryers like the change of filter pads also working on small reach-ins keeping the coils clean and changing gaskets just small and odds and end jobs so that really drew my attention first but i was like i'm a fast food worker you know half of this stuff i probably shouldn't be doing um but they were actually doing a good like in-house program where they were able to let us do a lot of the stuff there just because they had trained technicians also on site um journeyman actually um but i kind of left there and went straight into a heating and air job whenever i turned 17 and i did actually new construction and like residential remodels uh commercial remodels and new construction a bunch of change outs most of it was like hvac install i did a lot of service then too but like i said most of that was residential and i stuck to that for probably like a year or two and that's when i decided to fully jump into refrigeration and doing kitchen equipment when i was 18 19 years old and i uh joined this little small company but they had a lot of customers taco bells wendy's a lot to do around here and we were doing pretty much a to z the kitchen equipment the tiles a lot of they had master plumbers so they had a lot of plumbing stuff we would do um yeah there was it was just endless for that i uh had to decide that i really wanted to stick to that kitchen equipment and the refrigeration side of it more though so i moved on from there and now i'm at a newer company nice nice that's a lot going on in a short period of time yep. <laughs> yeah yeah it's been almost seven years doing this and man it's like if i count that first jump into it, doing the gaskets and small odds and ends but it's been exciting almost every single day it's something new and it's just so much learning and i feel like there's so much more to learn and the company i work for now they do a lot of industrial and heavy commercial hvac and refrigeration so i'm sure at some point i'll get to jump into that too nice that's a that's a lot going on that's cool that's a you know i tell everybody it's a great industry because it can lead to a lot more things and, it, and it's always busy there's always work to be done there's always things out there so it's a uh, it's it's really cool and i'm glad to see you know someone your age in it and enjoying it and wanting to learn more so yeah like i said i was really excited to jump into it whenever i got the chance to and as soon as i was able to get in my own van 
I mean, I was nervous as hell, like as like everybody else was, but you know, we all made we all made it as far as we did just by learning and knowing that there's more every single day. It's exciting to jump out there and see it all. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, that's crazy. Sixteen years old and seventeen. Um, you know, when I was that age, I was doing electrical stuff, and I thought I was going to be an electrician, and I did that up to probably. 24 you know before i started doing this and um if i think you know if i would have started what i'm doing now at that age where i'd be it it's crazy so uh i'm glad you uh you figured out pretty young and got on it yeah yeah a lot of it wasn't figuring it out as much of a, as it was like a little bit of a push i was trying to stay out of trouble too and you can't get in trouble if you're working all the time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Now I definitely stay out of trouble, but you know, it's it, it's very exciting. It's it was really attracting whenever I started doing all the small stuff and I didn't even think I'd get to do that. I thought I was going to be flipping burgers. <laughs> it just goes to show you there's always opportunities everywhere you go. It just depends on uh, how you apply yourself, so that's cool. So uh do you do mainly restaurants or do you do like schools and grocery stores or what's your, uh, your client base mostly? Yeah, we do a lot of restaurants, schools, hospitals. We do a lot of the bigger hospitals around here. So we're actually, uh, we had bought out another company earlier in the year last year and, uh, they had a part of the school corporation, my company had the other part of the school corporation that just kind of merged together. So we do the entire like school corporation throughout uh, my city. Um, we do a lot of the hospitals and small clinics around here. But a, lo a lot of what I do personally is restaurants, just because they know that's what I'm used to. Sweet. You got the whole so district, the whole school district. Yep. So far, the whole school district. We're trying to get more a lot more than that so i don't live in the city i actually live outside of city limits and i i'd like to get my school district that i went to school to just because i think that'd be really neat to go back to my high school <laughs> especially to some of the old teachers right i mean I, I don't know if you were in trouble or not but i had a couple of teachers that told me <laughs> you know, i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna amount to nothing and <laughs> you know i wouldn't mind maybe throwing a little bit of what I do into their, in their face. Yeah. Yeah. I, you definitely have some of those. I remember I had one teacher telling me that and it's like, okay, well, let's go back and work on this equipment and see what they actually think of you now. Yeah. I, I have that feeling all the time. Like, you know, oh, you're not going to be nothing. You know, you didn't go to college. You're not going to college. I'm like, if you only knew, because I probably make more than probably 99% of the people I went to school with now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. So, but, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, yeah, but we do a lot of the school corporations and hospitals. We we do a lot of uh, grocery refrigeration, too, and oh, industrial wow. Uh, I've been out to a couple factories working here just because another guy was was on a different job site working on huge makeup airs and 60 ton, uh, yeah, 60 ton air conditioners and all sorts of stuff. It's pretty neat what what there really is out there because you wouldn't think half of this stuff even exists. Yeah, I that big air conditioning stuff always intrigues me. Um, you know, that chillers and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I just, I, I just, I don't do it. And the unknowns, what intrigues me. I like to, um, I like to challenge myself. And a lot of times, you know, I get working on the same thing over and over and over. It's not a challenge. And then I see that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to go work on that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It is really interesting whenever I get to like ride along or go along a different guy like if we're slow one day which isn't often <laughs> there's so much we do because we do a lot of like southern indiana and uh, eastern kentucky nice so you're driving all over the place then how many trucks mm -hmm. do you guys have on the road to handle municipal it sounds like the district and the hospital system um so a large fleet. 
So I believe after their buyout, they had around like 40 technicians. And okay. now I think we're down to like 29, 30. And then our install crews, we have seven or eight install crews. And they're taking care of like the universities down here and different uh, apartment buildings we're doing. A lot of the piping jobs like VRF systems, they'll have like us do while they hang the units just because he really likes how service techs their his service techs does their do their piping that's cool yeah yeah so it's something different every single day it's i could be on a new construction job running pipe or going to the restaurants to work on a fryer yeah, that sounds rounded, like, man. That's, that makes you a unicorn, dude. That, you're you're priceless, man. Yeah, it's a lot priceless of priceless at a very young age. Yeah, I I'm just trying to retire. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, you got any particular brands or pieces of equipment that you prefer, or you really enjoy working on over the other? Um, don't throw no shade at nobody, but uh, if there's mm -hmm. something you like you really excel at, or you really enjoy working at, is there something along those lines? Yeah, I got a few things I really enjoy working on. I really like Henny Pennies if I'm working on fryers the These most. Southern guys. These Southern guys, man. I just knew that was coming. I love Henny Pennies. Henny Pennies. I see them all over the place. I love Henny Penny too. Yeah, I love. They're great. They, they're just super friendly user and technician, honestly. I'm a Pride Master Pico guy. Really? just what i work on all the time and yeah know, people like the bad mouth equipment i'm like well you don't work on it all the time probably so you don't understand how it works if i was going to work on a henny penny i'd hate life i'd be like i don't know how this works i don't know how to do this i mean the first time i seen a selective valve i was like what is this thing <laughs> like i don't want to touch this it's easy is what it is <laughs> since the guy that works on them all the time <laughs> i mean and their tech supports the bomb i mean when you can text message tech support mm. it doesn't get much better than that yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, because uh, Henny Penny works for in his own by Henny Penny. So mm -hmm. say that. No, they're great. Uh, they they definitely do a great job of making their fryers. Um, if I'm working on ice machines, I I really like Hoshizaki brand. Yeah, I yeah, they're awesome. I was actually working on a Hoshizaki today, a Flaker machine. And all I had to do was clean off the eye, the sensor. Yeah. Yep. Ninety-nine percent of Hoshizaki is it's it's dirty, and that's it. I, I, I was gonna say I listened to your podcast, the podcast the other day, where you'd said it's a bin switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Some guy called you and immediately it's a bin switch. <laughs> yep. I mean the Hoshi. That's though, awesome. I mean, those plates, you can clean them with you know, the most aggressive stuff and just knock that lime scale off there pretty fast. And mm -hmm. that, that Hoshi cleaner do some gnarly stuff, dude. It'll clean anything fast. So um, as long as the plates stay together, they're great. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the... Aside from thing. that, yeah, aside from I mean, that yeah. Hoshi is the Henny Penny of... Yeah. I mean, everyone has problems. <laughs> <the> many of ice machines. So I got a question <laughs> from Lee here. He wants to know, uh, what do you see for combi ovens down there and what do you like to work on? Uh, so for combi ovens, I feel like we see a lot of the, uh, honestly, I don't work on them a lot, but I feel like mostly rational or so rationale. I know our guys in Southern Indiana, they see a lot of Electrolux and a lot of combo therm, it seems like. So oh, really? I'm sure. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, I, one thing I want to know is, is it rationale or rational? That's when what I was. call them, the recording says rational. So I, I'm like, I always thought it was rationale. Does anybody know what it's supposed to be? I think those are the same words, but, you know, it's, <laughs> hello, and hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, you know, like, I, I was going around saying Unox ovens, and then I hear Pat going, yeah, Unox. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Unox, well, is that? I say we start a TikTok video tomorrow, and we, we get to the bottom <laughs> of it. Right. We'll, we'll tag rationale into it, see if they reply. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I don't work on a whole lot of combi ovens, but if we do, then it's a lot of rationale. I, I live on combi ovens. Um, there's days I hate them. Um, there's days I don't want to touch them. Just, I, I get stuck on them all the time. I'm not stuck as in I get, you know, I get hung up, but like 
I just work on a bunch of them and go through a period where I just don't want to touch them anymore. Yeah. The thing I like about combi ovens is that they look way worse than, than they are to work on. They're actually mm-hmm. pretty simple. But They're when intimidating. you take a panel off of one of them, you're like, what the hell did I walk into? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about them. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about them, but it's definitely something I want to learn more. There's still, like I said, a lot. So much I want to learn. Just keep grinding, man. You'll get there. And then there's days when I've been doing this 18 years and I still run the stuff I haven't seen. So, mm-hmm. so many different brands and different things they even call something. Yeah, you open up the side panel rationale and you can get lost pretty fast, man. There's a lot of stuff in there, especially if it's a gas unit. There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's 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 not bad. It just takes a little bit of training and some patience. And I don't have a whole lot of patience most days. Do I, Jason? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. Uh, Here lately, it's been a spur of fryers and ice machines. I feel like it's like every other call. It's like ice machine fryer, ice machine fryer, and then walking every now and then. The other day, it kind of surprised me. I had like a slushy machine in the middle of it, and I was like. Where did this come from? <laughs> Why am I working on this? Yeah. That's my thoughts when the slushy machine comes in. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, please give this to somebody else. Yeah. I had I a slushy machine them. the other week. I was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys work on any of the like Taylor stuff or anything? Or is everybody like no to that? We refuse Taylor. <laughs> okay. I don't work yeah. on it anymore. We really don't. Uh, I got you. Yeah, Most places be, don't. A Taylor guy. My company used to own a, a franchise of McDonald's, so we were we were like certified to do warranty and everything, so for the most part. So, but uh, we went away from that. So it's been about a year since I've touched them. But prior to the year ago, I was I was on them every day for about seven years. Uh, whether it was the OJ machine, the ice cream machine, or the 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 platen, the clamshell. Nice. I tried to get into those clamshells because we had a customer like where I used to work and a bunch of Wendy's use them too. Those Taylor clamshells. They're starting to switch them over to the Garlands like you're seeing more often the McDonald's. Yeah, yeah they, they're they uh, the Garland at Wendy's is really neat. It does a lot of cool stuff, but uh, Wendy's has a bad habit of hosing everything down and that unit does not like it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, so. Man. We'll see. A lot of a lot of them in this area are just Taylor still, like the Taylor mm. clamshells at the Wendy's. That's what I see more than anything. Are your Wendy's down there franchise? I'm sorry. So what's this? Sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. I was going to ask this gentleman, what's a Sandy Sir? Because I've never heard of a clamshell Sandy Sir. Uh, it's an ice, ice cream, cream. Uh, soft serve. Oh, he was referring to ice cream. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nope, uh, I've never, man, I've, I'll be honest, I have one thing I never got into is ice cream machines, so I have no idea. <laughs> I like ice cream and like slushy. I worked on, we did a chain of like Mexican restaurants down here for the longest time, and all of them have like six to eight margarita machines line the bar, and they have, they're Taylor machines, they're the RD like 30 or 25 um, and they have a split condenser up on the roof. So you'd be going up there and there's like six, eight condensers next to each other. You're like, which one am I working on? <laughs> Try, and they're all short cycling, like on and off because they're slushy machines. They're just running and running and running. Yeah, for the ice cream machines, I'm used to working on the Taylor, the Carpajani, um, and the Stolting. I was going to say, yeah, Stolting's really nice. nice. Yeah. Stolting is... That is the more, that's the uh, Hoshisaki Henny Penny of me. <laughs> it is. And their tech support is bomb, too. Oh, yeah. White, the White Glove Service? Yeah, they'll walk yeah. you through anything. I, I, learned, I learned quite a bit. I mean, they pretty much taught me the whole machine in six yeah. months. And, I, was just like, cool. and I swear to God, the guy that answers the phone there knows everything off the top of his head because he's never told me to hold on or anything. I'm like, yeah, it's this serial number. He's like, okay, yeah, this, 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 that, the other. I'm like, holy crap, bro. So I tell customers, I'm like, hey, there's a white, there's a phone number on the side. Call the white glove, call them. They'll walk you through everything as an operator. 
And by the time they call us or you call us, they'll actually have a part suggestion that we'll bring with us. And it's almost a first time fix every time. Damn, that's impressive. That's like that. Yeah, they'll go through all the settings and everything with them. They'll get them pretty far. Yeah, I've never worked on that kind of stuff. And I, well, I used to do some, uh, I think it was like Frosty Factory or something, some margarita machines that were at, um, uh, used to be Cheeseburger in Paradise and they were remote condensed. And that was the only place I ever worked on them. And it was always the same thing. They just got lazy with the, the mix and they dump it everywhere. And it, the motor's on the switch where it rocks. And, it, you know, that's how it, you set your consistency with the spring and the tension. And uh, they just slosh that margarita mix around everywhere and it just jacked everything up. So, mm-hmm. so I don't have very, very much experience with them, but I do watch, uh, yeah, refractometer or is that what it is? Yeah. Refactometer. Yeah. Um, get, get your bricks right. I do watch uh, Rick Dermeyer, uh, HVACR Survival, and he does like some stolting stuff. He does like, I don't know if it's a Dairy Queen or what, but he, he does some stolting videos, and I was always pretty uh, intrigued by stuff he works on. So uh, Joseph does that too, or Joe Sharp. He does a lot of those soft serve uh, also. Oh, yeah, that's where he lost the finger tip. <laughs> what did he put his hand in a uh, pulley? Uh, well, he had it turned off and not unplugged, and the lady bumped it and it came on and got his finger. And oh, yeah, so that's crazy. I, I feel like we, I'm sorry, no, I just said always unplug it. <laughs> yep, I'll I mean, I, hit. I get we can't always do that, but we got to be safe. I mean, and you know, if you're going to do something live, make sure you tell the customer to you know, don't touch it or whatever. I mean, accidents do happen, and I'm, I'm sure the lady was probably freaking out and probably heartbroken she did that so it's kind of like motorcycles in florida it's not you it's them when it comes to mm-hmm. lock out tag out and, but we have to work on things live and, and unfortunately that's those sort of things happen it's, it's unfortunate at one of the companies i had worked at one guy was working on a three-phase electric fryer and he had the breaker off and one of the managers went back and flipped it while his hand was next to the contactor. Yeah. And it, it made a big arc flash. He was fine, but he, he kind of got real shooken up after that. After I heard about it, I carry my lockout tag out like mini kit in my bag. Mine hangs on my side of my video. My, mm-hmm. uh, and then I keep a couple of like breaker lockouts inside there. But the problem is yeah. our breaker lockouts don't fit half the breakers we have. So exactly. I, I yeah, take my kit into every job too. <laughs> that that arc flash is my kit on me. <laughs> yeah, that, is that for the, the record, Rich? Is that for the record? For the record. <laughs> I never work hard. on live equipment. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Um yeah, especially if it's 480, man. 480 will do some crazy stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. We see a lot of that down here. Rural rural I can't ever say a word. Rural areas always tend to have 480, it seems like. You go to the even our mall, like our smallest mall we have, and it's 480. I went to a, like a mattress outlet the other day. Or yeah, it was the mattress outlet, and they had 480 volt, and it was a small building. Hmm. It made no sense to have that much power in that. That's wild because I mean they're having two different transformers. I mean you got yeah, 480, 277, and you got the 120. That's wild. See, I don't that know what they're out powering. Moving up here from Florida because like it seems like almost everything here is is three phase, and like I didn't run into a whole lot of three phase in Florida, at least in the area I was in. But um, like I'll pull out an under counter dishwasher here. And that sucker's three phase two, and that that tripped me out for the longest time. Uh, do you do dishwasher work, Zane? A little bit. I know small, like simple, uh, like the AM fourteens or whatever. I, I know, yeah, the small Hobarts, like style, like that. Very simple. Has a spring that holds the counterbalance in the door. The brakes, and then you gotta try yeah. climbing behind there fixing that thing. Yeah, that's a lot. Of fun. I had to do that here recently, and it was terrible. I tried to put the old spring back on because I didn't see what had happened. It had decompressed itself and bent the other side of the hook, 
so that as soon as you put it on and and pushed it down, it would fly. Well, I had done that, and I pushed the door <laughs> down, and my head was like right here. Whoop! There goes the spring. I was like, "Yep, next time I'll do this, I'm wearing a hard hat, <laughs> face mask, hard hat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Greg, Greg brings up a good point. Take the front cover off to work on it for the most part. Take the front off and mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's great that you work on. That's pretty well rounded, my friend. Pretty well rounded. I like that. I'm yeah, trying to is. get. I'm trying to get as much learning in as possible. I I have someone i have to call every now and then but i feel like we all do oh yeah there's days unless you're the guy i was about to say unless you're the guy that gets called (laughs) most time i get called but there's days i have to call so i'm not gonna lie and say i'm perfect and i know it all man it's i always tell everybody i'm really good at finding the information (laughs) yeah that's what i say too i mean i got one guy that i call uh used to have two guys but the supervisor retired back in december but yeah, we all gotta gotta call people every now and then. The important thing is to do it though, you know what I mean? Because I work with guys that don't get crap right, and it's like there's at least four of us you could have called, and we could have told you how to get to the right answer. But they'd rather change fifteen different parts instead of just being like, "Hey guys, what you know? What am I doing wrong? What am I missing? You know, what do I need to look at?" You're gonna you're, the way you get better is by calling those people. Mm-hmm. I call retired guys, and to be, to be honest, they were happy at first to be retired, but they like those phone calls now. They're like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. uh, my buddy Greg, he's he went part-time, so he turned his van in this week. So, like, if we need him, if he has to go for, like, a young guy or a trainee, they have to go pick him up. And um, But, like, he's going bored. He's bored out of his mind, man. He is absolutely <laughs> losing it. He's on vacation this week. He was sending me pictures of the of, – a uh, blue moon beer with a big chunk of a uh, orange floating in it. But yeah, he's, he, he's losing his mind, man. So, I mean, I just call him just to like shoot the crap most of the time to see what he's up to. But uh, if he works eight hours a week, it's a, it's a busy week for him. <laughs> hey. We're all trying to get there. Right. That's when you need a wife, an old lady that makes all the money. <laughs> yeah, ex- that's what I'm working or- on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. So, is there anything that you that you're wanting to learn that you know something you see now that maybe you've worked on a couple of times that you that really strikes your interest that you really want to learn that piece of equipment or along those lines? Yeah, uh, going back to like the ice cream and the dish machines. Honestly, a lot of what we see around here, like how you guys say you see more stolting or you, you really like working on stolting, I really enjoy working on the electro freeze that's what we have in a lot of like the dairy Queens and yeah, you see more Sani serve, I feel like, and electro freeze down here than anything. Mm. But yeah, that dish machines. Um, I really want to learn more combi ovens too. I'd be mean, just for the simple fact that they're everywhere now. Yeah. Like you got, they're going in everywhere. If there ain't one, there's going to be one soon in a place. So, and there's, yeah, there's a million manufacturers anymore, it seems like. They got one called Spaceman. Oh, yeah, I've heard, that. I've heard of that like overseas or something. No, they're, oh, they're, they're over here. here. They're here. Are they? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. called like Spaceman USA. Yeah, I got they, one they in my pretty cool. in our test kitchen. Yeah. I haven't seen the, the machines, but I've talked with the guy who runs the place or owns the place or whatever. They seem pretty legit. We've got a Tosa in our warehouse. So their chef that's over like their whole combi program is based out of Indianapolis. And he's used us for years. So he actually, all the Tosa uh, promo videos are shot with the combi and he's in front of it. It's actually shot in my, my warehouse in our test kitchen. <laughs> Which so, a Tosa is more low end, right? Even for their combi? Um, they're more like direct to consumer. So they they're, they cut out like all the, you know, when you buy a piece of equipment, you stuff. have the, you get the manufacturer, you have like the, the rep, then you have the sales people. It's like four or five people before you can buy that. They're pretty much like a direct to consumer thing. So they cut out a lot of the middleman, the extra stuff. So, um, I think that's why their prices are actually lower than most people, but I, I didn't get to play around with it a lot, but he had some minor stuff he was fixing on it and he could fix it. It didn't seem you know too bad. So we'll see. Nice. 
I haven't seen a lot of those Spaceman machines. I've probably like one around here. Yeah, I'm going to Google it now. You got me interested. <laughs> Spaceman yeah. combi, huh? No, no. Spaceman soft serve machines. Yeah, oh, they're ice cream. Well, you yeah. notice all the... Um, so we have a few different yogurt places here where you, you look on the wall and they got like five or six different options with two different flavors and they have the little... You know, they put the toppings. But now I'm noticing in every other, um, every other uh, gas station, there's a wall of those same... Um, stoltings, but most of them are stoltings, is what I've seen. But they're at like every gas station, so that's that's been a trend that's been getting more and more. Before we'd have to go to a a, a, Fro, a Froyo shop when Froyo was popular. So are you hanging out at racetracks? Track. I was gonna say now you go to a racetrack and that, that's where you get your Froyo. So they so built a race. That's where, yeah, that's where they got it from was some of the Froyo shops. And now it's more popular to go there. Dude, we're doing more stolting because of it. They built a racetrack here and they're actually building two more. Like one of them just opened up and I am in that thing like three times a week working on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, really? they got there's all kinds of stuff in there. That's the place where I was in there on a Sunday. So those three uh low profile evaporator and that big giant beverage, their big giant cooler walking, you know, keep a lot of drinks in. Yeah. Beer cave. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not a beer cave in Indiana because they're not allowed to sell beer like that here. So it's all just pop here. That's why you gotta move to Florida, bro. And I believe you mean soda. Soda pop, whatever you want to call it. Soda oh, pop. He said, "Is that what the north? Is that what the north calls it? Like of Indiana is pop." Uh, I've always just called it pop. I mean, I don't know anybody. For the Spanish focus, Pepsi. That right, Jay? For the Spanish focus, Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi, man. <laughs> I get beat up on my own show. Even the guests beat up on me. <laughs> no, I was just curious. I just, uh, I just don't know anybody else that calls it that. Uh, I just always call it that. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not one to judge, but there's few and few and far between weirdos that say pop, and <laughs> every person that says pop is, is always an interesting person. But I'll always drink with them. Uh, <laughs> but those racetracks have four stoltings, and they they're water cooled. They're stuck yep. through the wall right outside their kitchen, and um, yep. I seen them in there, and I went around the back sides, and they were water cooled. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Biggest on waste it. of water, biggest waste of water, just running down a drain. This had a. I don't know if this one was on a loop or not because it had a return line. They weren't going down a drain. Oh, okay, so they just have a chiller up on the roof. So it must have a chiller somewhere. Yeah, I imagine a lot There's of them a... are just. Yeah, out, but... I've seen a lot of places like that. That's how they do their water cooled. It's just dumping, and I'm like. That that's insanity. I can't figure that out for the life of me. It's a floor. Is it a is it is it just a Florida thing or up there too? Uh, yeah, I think it's a Florida thing. I haven't seen it up here. I think I've it's a Florida. Of, I've got a lot of rural <laughs> schools, and they have uh, they'll be four eighty volt conditioning units, and they'll be liquid cool. They'll be water cooled, and they just dump dump it down the drain, dude. <laughs> and it's a walk in freezer, and this thing's running like you know eighteen hours a day. It's just water just going straight down the drain the guy's like i can't keep salt my softener i'm like i wonder why <laughs> right so i've seen a lot of uh the the buildings that look the, that look like an ice cream cone it's, it's a twisty treat here but it twisty used to be tree. called something else twisty tree but it used to be called frosty but i think they bought them all and a lot of those just pour right out the drain and i'm just like whoa the water bill's gotta be crazy here just crazy. yeah that, that used to trip me because florida water is expensive too boy it ain't cheap to run water down there yeah, and it's all hard water and all that jazz, you know. It's all that lime. Nice, nice. Yeah, we don't probably see that much. I don't, I don't know any water cooled stuff that I I've seen around like southern Indiana. Most of it, if it is water cooled, it's off of a chiller around yeah. here. Yeah, it's it's few and far between to actually dump it down the drain around here anymore. Just like yeah. a lot of the old rural schools and the school I dealt with all the time, um, they actually just changed all the equipment out a couple of years ago, and it's all now outdoor conditioning units. And you know, so they quit doing it. Um, they were just gonna put indoor conditioning units in that room, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was like, you guys <laughs> might want to rethink that. I was like, that's a lot of heat you're gonna start throwing in this janitor's room, and they're not gonna be happy, and this units are gonna run like crap. Yeah, <laughs> so. Jesus. Yeah, I was like, oh, they didn't know. He's like, it's just they were trying to be cheap, just put it back in the same room, you know, close line sets and everything. I'm like, no, you can't do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Uh -huh. That's not how thermodynamics work, buddy. 
Yeah. Uh, he was going to put them on the roof, and I luckily got him to put them outside by the dock, you know, like where the chiller is. So they're not too bad to service now. So mm. how far do you guys go, like your service area? That's really a question I have for all of you guys. Uh, I'll start. So we're in Tampa. We're mainly in the Tampa. We're stationed or centralized in the Tampa area. We'll go um, up to Jacksonville, Tennessee, pretty much most of the state from mid central all the way up. Okay. So we're not we're not down in the Miami area or in the leaks like the Southwest Florida area for the most part, but Tampa, Orlando, the East Coast, up to Jacksonville, across to across to the West Side and to Tallahassee and back. Yeah. So Whaley that I work for is uh, I mean they're all over, but like my branch um is mostly uh the upstate of South Carolina, so like Greenville area. Um we got some guys that are just in North Carolina, and then we also run down to, to parts of Georgia. I mean, overall, like from our shop, <clears throat> we can head a couple hours in, in either direction. I mostly stay close to the shop now because of where I live. But before, when I first started, they were sending me everywhere. And I was like, I'm cool with that. They were apologizing because they would send me an hour and a half, two hours away. And I'm like, I get paid the same whether I'm driving, whether I'm getting dirty. I'm good with it. Send me wherever you want. Yeah, that's my thing, dude. I make as much money sitting on my butt, listening to a podcast, you know, just listening to music, cruising as I do fixing something. I'm like, you guys are going to cry. It's like, dude, I'll try five hours to a call if you want. I mean, most of my time, the furthest I drive is two hours, generally, uh, maybe two and a half. But I cover I cover a huge part of central Indiana from east to west. It's it's a big it's a big territory, but you know, a lot of times I'll get asked by a manufacturer to go into other markets. I've gone down to um, Kentucky several times. That's not my market. We actually have a branch down there, and I've gone down there several times for like Garland and Fry Master to do some projects for them. And dude, I'll go wherever, man. You tell me you want me to go to Florida for the weekend work? I'll load the van up right now and head that way. I mean, it See, just is what I, it is. I work with guys that'll complain about that. Man, they got me driving an hour away. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, first of all, I'm from Florida. We always <laughs> drive an hour away. <laughs> I'm like, but second of all, you getting paid the same. Like I told them when they were apologizing to me, I'm like, the day you tell me I get paid less to travel is the day that we got something to talk about. Like, until then, you want me to drive cross country? I'm good with that too. Yeah. So, so let me ask this. So I'm trying to, I was having a conversation the other day and, I, and, Pat, and Pat, you were brought up because I was thinking about how much windshield time you talk about you put on, but it's like our efficiency, the less windshield time, the better the efficiency. And I can't mm -hmm. imagine that could be the same thing for the, for an area where everything is so spread out. What can, you know, it, the, the calculation and the metrics have to be different where you live, you're in a city and the call is corner to corner. I mean, you could do like 12 calls in a day if you're mm -hmm. that, if you're in the middle of the city, but then you could put out three to five if you have an hour, two, three hours of windshield time in one way or combined. So, I mean, it's probably a metrics and a math thing, but I'm always thinking like, how does the, how does the efficiency work for areas like yours? We, uh, we charge, we charge hourly late to drive there. So I get, you know, they, if it's, if it's outside of 465 or Indianapolis proper, they pay, I mean, whatever it is to get there. So, well, actually, yeah, so it's pay, yeah. yeah. It's it's actually they route it from our shop. So we got in trouble. We didn't get in trouble. We caught some crap over this for a while back. My buddy Dave, um, who's your HVACR, you met him at uh, AHR and stuff. He um he works for a guy that owns a bunch of Wendy's, and there's one like five minutes from my house. Well, we went there and it being not warranty, but it's five minutes from my house. It was my first call of the day. Well, they build them an hour and fifteen from my shop to there and then back. But the lady that caught the bill knew that I lived five minutes away and was like, and all hell broke loose. Yeah, that, that's how we build our travel, too. It's round mm -hmm. trip from our shop. Outside um, of, it, like, proper area. That's normal. Yeah, well, like, yeah. yeah, our whole service area is um, is round trip from our shop. So even, you know, guys that are working an hour and a half away are charging two and a half, three hours, uh, you know, travel time. But to Jason's question, the efficiency, too, I think, depends on the technician a lot, because mm -hmm. for me, if I get sent out of my service area, you know, if they send me an hour, hour and a half away, when I'm done with the call they put me on, first thing I do is call the office and say, what else do y'all have here or what mm -hmm. else do you have on my way back? A lot of guys will drive that, 
do the call and then go back, you know, another hour and a half to their area. And I'm like, nah, y'all done sent me this way. I need to get at least two or three calls done on my way back uh, to where I'm going. Yep. Give me calls in the area or give me calls on the way back. Yep. I yep. agree 100%. I've always the done that. I thought that was normal. Like, I mean, that's you. Who wants to drive all the way back just to be possibly set back? I mean, I always say, hey, is there anything in the area while I'm here? You know, come work at my branch for a week. <laughs> Dude, we have, and, and I'm not fired. trying to crap. I'm not trying to crap talk my branch, but I don't really care. Um, so, <laughs> you know, like they'll throw our schedule on us, but we can usually run it however we want. So, like y'all, I'll run my schedule the most efficient way. There's guys that'll be like at a call, and then their next call say is an hour and a half away, but their third call is 15 minutes from where they're at. Instead of knocking out, you know, the first two calls that are close. And then running that that far call or vice versa, running that far call, then coming back, running the other two, they'll run the one, they'll drive 90 minutes away, they'll run that call, then they'll drive 90 minutes back. And if they got time, they'll do that third call or they'll say, well, it's 430 and I'm about to run into overtime. See y'all tomorrow and then bounce. Yeah, but they're the same guys that blame the office when, you know, they seen it, they knew it, but they didn't bother. Like, oh, screw it. That's what they did. I'll just take advantage of it. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. So I gave some RLS classes in the last like three classes to some new to new hires, and I was breaking down for the new. I say to them for the newer for the newer techs, follow that board because dispatch is putting them in some kind of order. For the seasoned techs, you know how long it takes you to do work. You know what's an emergency. I also, but I also caution: there might be a chance that you were so busy that calls were put over where we promised a customer that might not have had a really critical call that they were the next call the next morning. So communicate with your dispatcher, communicate with the office. Sometimes there is a rhyme to the reason, to the madness. But for a seasoned tech, I do my own board. I put myself, I send myself way out and I work my way, my way back unless something changes. Mm-hmm. So and exactly. I show them how to make those changes. But I make that explanation that, you know, once you get seasoned, you'll know what to do. But if you're new, just communicate with them and follow what your board says and ask them, why is this call that's not so critical first before See, something that looks more critical? And my, my old supervisor, because he's do the dispatching also, if there was something that came in that you had to do next, he would usually call you and say, hey, listen, I added this to your schedule and it's got to be done next, which plays a big part in it also. Because if you just start adding things to my schedule and I already got it mapped out, if I don't know this one needs to be next, I'm still going to do what I think is, is the best route. So communication from the office yeah. um, plays a big part in that too. Absolutely. So would you guys rather go further out in the morning and work your way back home or would you rather start close and work your way? I'd rather, because I'm, I'm up early and traffic's lighter. I'd rather get further away and then work my way back home. It de- for me, it depends how, how I feel. I actually, I think more often than not, I like the opposite. Um, because I like the long drive back at the end of the day, like it helps me unwind you, and all that you crap. You think and you can like clear yeah. your mind. Yeah, I can see that too. Weirdo. <laughs> I will tell Absolutely. you, if Absolutely. I have less than a, if I have less than a thirty minute drive home, uh, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So, well, let's digress. Let's go back to Zane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I, I'm the same as Pat. If if I can just go the furthest away in the morning and come right back on my way, that'd be the best way to do it. Unfortunately, it ain't always like that. And I'm usually two, three hours away from where I actually live. And sometimes you just lose track of time. I Like I got laundry listed at the Cheddar's the other day and I was like three hours away. Yeah. I had like a reach in their walk in, uh, like a grill, their fryer, a bunch of other stuff too. And, uh, man, I just lost track of time. And by the time you're getting ready to leave, if it's five, six o'clock, you're not actually getting home to like seven, eight, nine. So tell me you're single without saying you're single. (laughs) 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 So on average, average, how many calls? So, so it sounds like you're, you're just rocking out 12 hours, 13 hours uh, a day here. Uh, how many, on average, how many calls do you complete? That are, you know, even if you have to put them in continued. Uh, so I try to complete at least, at least three calls a day. But here lately, I've been doing like five, six calls a day because they've been closer <laughs> together. Usually I'll have that two hour drive 
or three hour drive here lately it's been pretty like local um so i mean i'm able to just go pretty quick like you were saying earlier go between calls because they're like corner to corner almost yeah. what's but, your uh your branch's average call per day do you do you have any idea or what, what do you think other guys run on an average oh, day i have no idea honestly um i haven't been with my company for an extreme for like not even a year yet here um yeah it, it's been almost a year um so i'm not completely sure of what everybody else's average is from uh, what i hear from other techs they're running like four to five calls a day usually but it depends on if they're driving or not or if some of them are in installs is your so company you have any ambition sorry oh, uh, oh i was just gonna ask if your company is based out of louisville or where is it based out of we're based out of evansville oh, okay and you go yeah. to eastern kentucky or western kentucky no oh, okay. not eastern i was about to say holy yeah, smokes like, that's a like long northwestern drive. And um, okay. the furthest I've probably been is like down by Mur like Murray, but I know yeah. we'll go further than that. I have a Kentucky light, like journeyman's license. That's 22 years old. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have so Vandenberg County, which is Evansville County, they require a journeyman's license. I don't know if like up where you're at has a certain area where they do, but they make us take a test, even though everywhere else is a free for all. So I have a Vandenberg County journeyman's, and then I have the state of Kentucky's HVAC journeyman's. Nice, nice. Nice. So what were you going <clears> to <throat> say, Jason? Yeah, do you have any ambition to uh, maybe own your business someday? Honestly, that would be the hope. Um, I just want to learn it all just so I could get a feel for what I'd like to do the most and probably – one one of these days figure out where i want to go with my career because i know right now i'm not going to be out in the field 20 30 years from now at least i'm going to try not to be i i did install whenever i first started doing this and most of that was construction i realized really early that i didn't want to be slinging duct and whole, <laughs> running furnaces with another guy every single day just because the amount it puts on your body it was good to have that experience and actually put in a unit and duct work and learn actually how to size it and everything uh just before i actually started working on it because i made it a lot more easier to get that introduction into hvac nice nice that's cool nice. Yeah. yeah everyone has their own little um you know what they want to do in life and goals um, it seems like, you know, you just want to learn as much as possible right now and focus on that. And uh, I commend you for that. Um, so what kind of classes have you taken? Um, just manufacturer training or just all on the job? A lot of it's on the job, honestly. So that mom and pop company, like I've been to some Manitowoc classes and as one of the, I, I don't remember if it, no, it wasn't a Fry Master class. I've probably just been in the Manitowoc classes. I know, I know I have been to a few of those. Um, but here recently... I've been trying to get my company into doing more, like if they are doing more Garland classes anytime soon or Fry Masters, because we do a lot of the McDonald's chains around here too. So I'm, I know they have like the certificate you have to do for them, the certification. Oh, yeah, for the yearly certification for McDonald's. Mm -hmm. um, there's a PM program for Wendy's and uh, Chick fil A's as well, but. Um, most of the uh, Wendy's are franchised and they're not doing it. <laughs> oh, really? The problem is, though, if they do the PM program, they get a five-year warranty, but they won't do the PM program. I'm like, man, you guys are just throwing money away, but whatever. No. Yeah. Throwing it down the drain. That's insane. Because they're doing that PM program to make sure that the unit stays in top shape. Yeah, so the PM program at Wendy's is pretty much like McDonald's. I mean, you're a... <laughs> You're uh you're you're changing the seals, you're cleaning everything up, you're performing a, you know a, a thermocouple test, so you check your temperatures, you're doing a gap calibration, that kind of stuff. It's pretty much the same processes, um, but you know it, it gives you that five year warranty. But uh, I haven't seen anybody do it, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know a lot about those grills, but like I said, I'd really like to take a class for those. Oh, dude, I love them, man. I used to teach a level two class and. 
Uh, dude, I love Garland Grills. I haven't done a whole lot of them here lately, but I could work on those things all day long just because it's always – it seems like it's always something different that's wrong with them. And, um, and it's it, a challenge. If you got the patience, they got a lot of YouTube videos on them, like Garland yeah. themselves does that yes. you can look up. Yeah. They're really good. Well built's pretty good. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I had to watch a couple of them because I had to be, I don't know, certified or something. I mean, I put them on two times speed and got to the end, but <laughs> Well built is pretty good about uploading videos about that, like Frymaster, their Frymaster division, Garland, like you were saying. I know Henny Penny also posts a lot of videos on their own too. They're awesome about that. Do they? I haven't looked into Henny Penny. Yeah, they have a lot of video. Like they'll tell you most of the errors on YouTube. Nice. They'll tell you how to calibrate one of their. Yeah, that they'll. I mean, they are the Henny Penny of fryers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like sometimes when you call, you know, when you call something, you know, like a human will pick up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's great. All right, enough joshing. <laughs> so is is there one thing? Wait, okay. Are you guys a Cefesa company by chance? Do you guys know what do you know what Cefesa is? Yeah, we are. You are okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So um, there's a lot of training opportunities through Cefesa. Um, they do some uh, they do some like product lines. They'll do like a combi class. They'll do an ice machine class. Um, plus, they have their uh, training they do. So that may be something you could look at to get into. Um, just to throw a bone in Cefesa there. <laughs> Okay. Well, I appreciate the heads up about that. I will definitely look into that. You can just get on their website and look at education, and it's all broke down on there. But they offer a lot of her stuff. So I will say, if you guys don't have like the, I I don't know if they require you guys to get the Kentucky license, like journeyman's license up there, but uh, they do like continuing ed every year that you have to keep for your license. Yeah, you have to do like a class or something. Manitowoc sometimes will offer continuing ed. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if it's Manitowoc or not, but somebody does. Um, a lot of the supply houses will do like their Fujitsu classes or whatever for con- continuing ed. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Are you no. uh, sorry, I'm paying too much attention to the place? chat. My bad, people. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. Have you been working on any mini splits? I, just heard you I work on I work on some mini splits. I feel like I've installed more than I've worked on, and half the time if there's a problem with one, they're like, "Yeah, it's not cool, and it's throwing an error code." I'm like, "I bet you, I know what the issue is. You go outside with the leak detector on those flares." And oh, I thought half- you were gonna say turn it off and wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say turn it off for like thirty minutes and turn That's it back Jason. on. <laughs> I know he turns I it listen, on. He turns I it off. I listened to that podcast with Rachel, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't work on a lot of VRF. We install a bunch at my company." Uh, one of my friends that's a tech here at my company. Uh, he was actually out on a job today where they're doing a hotel and they're doing all cassettes and the ceiling. So he's doing all the piping and everything. So do you guys braze all those all that piping in or what do you do? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't been out on a lot of those like VRF jobs. I'm pretty sure they do a lot of brazing on them. Because they're was... they're doing like a three pipe system, <clears throat> like a splitter. So yeah, I, I I do some stuff with RLS and you know, they do a lot of stuff with the VRF system. They have the splitters and everything. Um so I was just curious if they, you know, they went that route or not. So I gotcha. Yeah, we don't use a lot of that down here. I I don't think I've followed up behind anybody or seen anything recently with RLS. They they try to advertise it a bunch at Johnstone, but mm. I feel like more down here we're we're just old fashioned abrasing. That's everywhere. Don't feel bad. Yeah. The future <laughs> is now, though. Press it. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it, man. It, it's great product. It's fun. So I was. Uh, it was it's got to be a lot faster than trying to braise. Yeah, I mean, your pipe prep's still the same. You still got to ream. You still got to deburr. You still got to clean it. You get mm-hmm. you got to watch out for is you got to make sure like the pipe's not etched or anything where you go to press it because that can be an issue. But I mean, it's a pretty cool system. I love it. I mean, they, they rely they, on the. I'm sorry. They got a. There's an O ring in there, but it's actually a mechanical seal. So 
I've got some stuff I put out on Instagram where it shows like a, I got a 90 degree a fitting and it's actually cut away and you can't tell where the two pieces of copper are different. It's that tight of a fitting. So, and it's a fully really? circular press. It's not a hexagonal press or anything like that. It's a full circle. So it's a, it's pretty cool. I don't know what Rich is doing. <laughs> he turned his camera <laughs> and mic off. <laughs> he was so, laughing so hard he peed himself. Is that something common you see at your company a lot of the time is people using the RLS? No, I'm the first guy to do it. <laughs> okay. Start um, a movement. I'm trying. Um, it has a time and place, so you're always going to be able to braise. Um, but a lot of times, okay. burn permits and stuff like that, it's just easier to do a press, you know, press in a couple joints and go about your business. So, yeah. Here lately, I didn't like carrying around that big, like the Victor torch set. So I got one of those uh, Ambro controls, the Oxy set. It's oxygen and propane. The little bitty set, dude. Mm -hmm. I seen that at uh, AHR. It's like, so cute. <laughs> it's tiny. It, it makes it a lot easier because, like, if I'm going into a hospital or something and I need to do some hot work and I got my permits and everything, then I just put it on top of. I, I have like a rolling pack out that I bring in a lot of the time, so you I just pull put a it right on top there. Do you have to pull a permit every time, or do you just keep a permit on you? We have to pull a permit every single time. We do hot work in one of the hospitals. Man, yeah, the first time I like used a, a press was uh, doing a dishwasher in a hospital. It was actually like last month because they were like, you need a burn permit or we could, the maintenance was like, or we could just lend you our press kit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we ain't pulling no burn permit. Give me that press kit. <laughs> so, and I was like, if I was a man that steals, boy. <laughs> the very, yeah. I had no idea. Your heart. <laughs> I had no uh -huh. idea a burn permit even existed so I i've told the story before but we were installing combis and like we installed like five double stacks of rationales in this in this uh hospital kitchen we were on the last set man and we were on the last night you know we'd been working nights and i was just being a smart ass and the gc was there and i had the torch and i was getting ready to you know to sweat in the drain he's like what are you doing and i was like oh i gotta sweat this drain in he goes, I thought you fabbed all those. I was like, no, I fab them on the back. And when I get here, I run them because I'm not sure you know, exactly where it's going to go and everything. He's like, oh. He's like, you got a burn permit? And I was like, what's a burn permit? And I just lit the torch and it started sweating. <laughs> and then Steve ran over. He ran over and got a fire extinguisher. And he's like, if you don't stop, I'm spraying you. <laughs> I would have kept going. I learned what a burn permit was. Dude, was serious. Oh, he was yeah. dude. He had a lazy eye and wore thick glasses, dude. It was bad. <laughs> now, there's a lot of places down here we have to pull any factories we do work in. If we need to braise on top of the mall in my city, we got to pull a burn permit. Mm, yeah, I do That's not crazy. miss mall work, dude. I'm not crazy about it. I've had to lug a 480-volt three-phase compressor like halfway across ours and find out, like right before we put it in this old unit, it was a 208 three-phase compressor. Mm -hmm. And then we had to carry it back, yeah. And then we carried back the new one, and it was just me and another guy, and he's about my my height. And like like I'm 5'5", five, five, and I'm, I'm like a smaller dude. And me and him pulling that compressor across the entire roof was not a good time. We had to carry it all the way up the stairs, and then he put it on. We put it on a dolly, and then just uh, our roof for our mall also has rocks on it. It's not a flat oh. roof. Oh. Yep, because oh. it's that old style, like gas pipes everywhere. Yep, <laughs> and then you have like the stairs going over, uh. Like oh, firewalls, boxes, yeah, firewalls, oh, everything. Oh, so we were having to haul this compressor like over everything. It was it was terrible. It was dead of summer. <laughs> oh man, nice. Mm -hmm. So we're we're coming up on an hour. Uh, we keep going, but uh, I try to keep it under an hour just for uh, time constraints. Um, I know you don't have an Instagram yet. Um, if people want to find you, learn more about you, where can they find you though? Uh. You guys can find me on Facebook. My name is Zane Smith on there. I, I live in Evansville. So there's that much information. Um, that's that's how I got a hold of you. Um, yeah. That's really all I have right now. I'm trying to get my Instagram all set up because I'd like to put start putting out content 
for this yeah. type of work. Um, I just haven't had a lot of time here lately. So I have my own house and I've been remodeling it as well as working and nice. it's been awful. <laughs> so you get your stuff together, man. You sound like my son. My son's uh, 21 years old. Uh, he works for me doing this stuff. He owns his own house, has his own truck. He's engaged. Um, That's awesome. It's just it's just amazing what these young guys in these trades can accomplish, man. You know, his friends are still in college, wasting money, partying every night, you know, getting in trouble. And uh, he's, I mean, he likes to party a little bit, but he just does it on the weekend when he's not on call, so I can't complain. <laughs> right. He's so. doing his big boy thing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's, what he, he's got more money in the bank than I do, and I'm a little jealous, man. <laughs> I, uh, I would have more if I wasn't, like I said, I'm remodeling this place. I've already had to redo a lot of my own plumbing. And the good thing about it is I don't live in the city, so they don't require the license. They just need the permit. So I'll just have to pull, like if I'm doing plumbing work, pull a plumbing permit for this address, and then that's it. I can do nice. whatever plumbing I need. Yeah, I just great. do it. I just do it and don't say. Nothing. Yeah. Well, whenever the whole house was uh, galvanized and now it's the expandable packs from from the last listing, they'll probably the inspector's probably gonna be like, "Huh." <laughs> nice. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Zane, talking about you know your journey into this, and it's it's always cool to see uh, young people out here killing it. So. Um, Keep a hold of us, man, and we're going to follow along and see what you're up to next. So have a good night, everybody. Thanks. Good night, see ya. Good night. If you guys would, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.